Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. Who here has made a New Year's resolution? Just for a show of hands. Let, let's, let me hear some of those New Year's resolutions. Can you all shout them out to me? Read my Bible. Anything, what'd you say? Quit your job? <laughs> any, any of y'all, y'all got any New Year's resolutions? Pass your exams. Hey, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are these goals or New Year's? I guess a New Year's resolution is a goal too, huh? Well, so just about, I mean, all of us have technically made a New Year's resolution. And if you haven't, then um, what are you doing with your life? But <laughs> let me share with you guys the New Year's resolution that I've probably made to myself every single year. Um, and if I'm being honest with myself, it's like uh, it's probably like an every month resolution. Uh, and that is to lose weight. Obviously, I'm not doing the best. Uh, <laughs> I lost four pounds today, though. So can, can somebody get a woo-woo? Um, okay, just me. Appreciate it. No, y'all clap for me. I appreciate it. But, I, you know, the verbal, I, I'm very verbal. No, it's okay. Um, I lost weight. Yay me. But um, this has been a New Year's resolution for me probably for the past three or four years, maybe six even. I, I started gaining weight when me and Aaron started, when me and Aaron got together. Um, it's, they call that love, what they, happy, happy weight, they call that happy weight. It's when you fall in love. But um, anyways, you just stop caring about yourself and you just eat because you're happy and whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm trying to lose weight, you guys, okay? And it's an every month resolution, okay? It's not just a New Year's resolution. Um, but I'm pretty sure every single one of us have been in that vote. Maybe you're wanting to not lose weight, but just get more healthier. Maybe it's eating healthier. Maybe it's getting fit, whatever it may be. For me, this is about an every month resolution. And I've yet to actually fully commit to it. Uh, but the truth is, I think this year is going to be different. And I say that every year, but this year I truly mean it. Um, I think this year is going to be different. I guess we shall see. huh? But statistically speaking, uh, I guess I really won't see until February. Does anybody know why? Because in February, most people will fall off from their New Year's resolutions. By February, most people don't really keep up with their New Year's resolutions. Now for me, I have a goal and I wanna keep that goal. Uh, Aaron said earlier that one of her New Year's resolution is to read your Bible. Is that what you said? More or every day? Every day. Spending intentional time with God. So that's another one of my New Year's resolutions, spending more intentional time with God. But the reason why a lot of people fall when it comes to their New Year's resolutions, when it hits February, it's because they don't believe in them. They don't believe in them. Sure, you could say that you get lazy, but if you actually believed in it, you would make it happen. I want you guys to understand what I'm saying here, okay? The problem is we never believe that we want to get healthy, right? We just know we need to. And here's the difference. Because if you believe in something, it's easy to commit to it, like sports. If you believe in sports, it's something that you like to watch. It's something that you like to play. It's easy to commit to sports. If you believe in having good friends, it's easy to commit to those people. But here's the question I want you guys, or ladies, to think about tonight. Do you believe in God the same way that you believe in other things, like sports, like theater, like studies, like friends, like band, whatever it is, do you? 
Now, for a moment, I'm sure most of us would say instantly, yes, I do believe in God, 100%. But I need you to see past this as, see past it as a surface level question. Because sure, you may believe that God exists, but do you believe that he can change your life? Do you believe the truth that he says about you, the things that he says about you? See, the question I asked isn't, do you believe in God's existence? It's, do you believe his presence in your life? So tonight, I want us to see in scripture that how we believe in something will ultimately dictate a lot in how we behave towards it. In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, I'm reading in the CSB version. It says, a good person produces good out of the good stored in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of of the heart. Can you guys pray with me? Let's bow our heads. God, thank you, Lord, that you're good. Jesus, I just ask right now, Lord, as we get ready to just dive into this message, God, that you would open our hearts, God, that you would open our minds, Lord, that we would be receiving to whatever you have here tonight, God. Lord, I know that you've brought everybody in here for a purpose. Jesus, I believe that the message tonight is here for somebody, God, whether it's everybody or just one person, Lord, you have prepared a message, God, and I pray that you use me to deliver that message. God, I I pray that we're receiving to it, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. That's what I was waiting for. Amen. So Jesus is talking here, right? He's talking, and he's basically saying, whatever is in you will dictate what comes out of you, right? So this verse is often used uh, a lot of times as something to look at about on how we speak, but I'd like to look at it in a bit of a deeper context. I need you guys to understand that tonight's message isn't just surface level, but it's a deeper context message, okay? This verse isn't just about what we speak. What, I'm, what I think, here's the thing, is whatever you believe in your heart will dictate every decision that you make. So if you're filling your heart with a lot of bad things, if you fill your mind with a lot of bad things, if you believe in the stuff that the enemy is saying about you, ultimately your actions will reflect that, whether it's what you say or the things you do and vice versa with good. The enemy wants you to believe anything and everything except God. And he wants to tell you lies about who you are and make you believe those things. A lot of the times, many of us may go and look in the mirror and tell ourselves nasty and disgusting things because that's what the enemy is saying. And it's, and it's what he wants you to believe. In turn, having you believe in these lies will ultimately make you make decisions that you never wanted to make. And sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we make mistakes that we didn't even notice or see until way later. Sometimes we get so caught up in the lie that we begin to actually start believing in them. And maybe, maybe the lie for you is you're too far from God. You know, there's no point. You're too far from God. There's no point to even try. Why, why, why even try if you're just going to fail again? You're not good enough. You've never been good enough. You're too clumsy. You're too lazy. Whatever it is, these lies we let sit in our minds, and the more we believe in them, the more comfortable we become in the sin that we're in. If you let the lie of the enemy become your truth, you'll never feel free. You'll never feel like God wants you to. And I need you guys to know, 
that you got to stop just knowing that you need God and actually believe that he's going to change you. Actually believe his truth about you. Actually believe he wants better for you. When you realize that you need to believe in the things that God has for you and says about you, your whole life is going to change. Your whole perspective on things is going to change because the opposite of a lie is truth. And that's who God is. God is the truth. And what he says about you, what he has planned for you, the things he wants to do in your life, the will that he has for your life, it's true. And his love for you, it's true. If we believe in the wrong things, then we do the wrong things. But if we believe in the right things, we tend to do the right things. I want to read in Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, and it says this, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. We're talking about Adam and Eve here. At the time of the evening breeze, and they hid from the Lord God among them, among the trees of the garden. Verse 9, So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? Verse 10 says, And he said, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Then he asked, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? You see, most of us know the story about Adam and Eve. Most of us know that they were sinless, but eventually they fell into sin. And their immediate response, their immediate response when they fell into into sin was shame. And so they hid from God. And you see, the thing is, you and I, we're just the same as Adam and Eve. You and I are just the same as Adam and Eve. Let me ask you a question. How many times do you hide from God? How many times do we take the sin that we did and try to handle it on our own? How many times do we try and hide our sin from God. Maybe it looks like this. Maybe hiding your sin from God looks like pretending like you never did it. Maybe it looks like avoiding spending time with God because you know you'll feel the conviction and you don't want to talk about it. Maybe it's not worshiping during service because inside you feel guilty. And maybe, maybe it's even choosing to tune out right now because you know I'm talking about you. You see, Adam and Eve put their focus and belief on what they did not have instead on what God had given them. God said, you can have everything in this garden. This is all for you. The only thing you can't have is from the forbidden tree. And when the enemy came and he snuck up and he started telling them lies, they began to start believing in those lies. And immediately, their behavior changed. And they shifted their focus from God to sin. And it caused them to hide. So let me ask you that question today. Are you hiding from God? Are you trying to hide your sin from God? Because today, I'm sure some of you feel like hiding from God. And trust me, I've been there. I have been there. Some of you today, maybe you believe in the lies, the lie that God can't love you, the lie that God doesn't want anything to do with you, the lie that you've sinned too much 
and God can't take it anymore. And the lie that God is distant from you. But here's the truth. The truth is God loves you more than you can comprehend. And he wants everything to do with you. And he can carry any burden and he can carry any weight and he can wash away every sin. The truth is God isn't distant from you. You're just trying to hide from him. You see, there was a time in my life where I truly believed that God was up there making a tally mark for every single sin that I committed. I thought that God was watching over me, pointing his finger, judging me with everything that I did. And I thought that every time I sinned, I became more and more distant from God. That every time I sinned, it put another block between me and God and I got farther and farther away. And I believed it so much. I believed that I was so distant from God, this lie from the enemy that I began to start acting like I didn't care. And I began to start letting my flesh desires take a hold of me until eventually I broke down. And it was one day when I heard a message that preached the true gospel to me. And I realized it wasn't God who was distant from me, but me who was hiding from God. And I realized that God wasn't keeping track of my sins. No, in fact, his word says that he cast it as far as the east is from the west. God had completely erased them and he wanted to make me new again. There wasn't anything that was going to hold me back. God was on my side more than I could ever even comprehend or believe and understand. He loved me more than I ever thought he could. And when I finally figured out the truth, I felt freedom like I had never felt before. And when I started believing in the things that God says, my life began to change. My attitude began to change. My behavior began to change. Now, I'm not perfect. Not not even in the slightest, I'm not perfect. Because the enemy still likes to shout lies at my head. And sometimes, I'll be honest, I believe them. I'm not perfect, but the truth always prevails. And when I start truly believing that God has a plan for my life, when I start truly believing God's love for me, then doing the things I should be doing becomes a lot easier. Here's what I've been trying to tell you. This is my one and only point for the night. You can put it on the screen. It says, what you believe determines how you behave. Let me say it again. What you believe determines how you behave. If you believe that God doesn't love you, if you believe that you've sinned too much, if you believe that you're distant from God, You're going to stay in this life of shame or or, or guilt or conviction. You're going to feel like there's chains that are holding you back. But once you believe the truth about what God says about you, that he calls you love, that he calls you wonderful, beautiful, a child, that he wants a life that's better than you could ever imagine, then you begin to start experiencing a freedom like never before. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 3 says, My God, my rock where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. You save me from violence. The word stronghold is the one that I really want to pick out from this verse. Because you see, what they're writing here is they're saying that no matter what's going on in my life, God, I can look to you. God acting as our stronghold will ultimately protect us from the attacks of the enemy. And that's what this verse is saying. When we take refuge in God, when we feel the attack of the enemy, 
When we take refuge in God, when we begin to start hearing the lies from the enemy, he will protect us. All we have to do is get behind of, behind of the stronghold of God and he will be our shield. But that's only as long as we believe he is our stronghold. You see, many times we believe in our own strongholds. And if you're anything like me, you believe that you can handle a lot of the stuff on your own. See, I've got a problem and I'll admit it. And my wife loves that I admit my problems. I'm not always right. I'm not always right. And I can't handle everything on my own. And neither can you. Neither can you. You see, you trying to handle everything on your own or dealing with your sins on your own, that's trusting in your own stronghold. And in turn, you're believing in the lie of the enemy and you're trusting in your own stronghold more than you're trusting in Jesus's. For Adam and Eve, shame became their stronghold and they believed in it. And so they hid from God. Maybe you don't even know exactly where you stand right now. If you want to check yourself, you need to check your behavior. Are you reflecting Jesus or are you reflecting sin? And I want you to be honest with yourself. Because in order to change your actions, you need to change your beliefs. Remember, this isn't about believing in the existence of God. It's about believing in his presence in your life. It's the start of a new year the start of a brand new year, and you can make it the start of a new era for you. I put the definition up. It says, era is a long and distinct period of time with a particular future or characteristic. See, it's the start of the new year, and I felt like I needed to encourage somebody here to really take a hold of your life. So if you're ready, if you're ready to make the rest of your life a new era where God is the distinct feature, then today I want to challenge you. What will you believe in this new season? Are you going to start this year the same as the last? Comfortable in sin? Hiding from God? Or are you going to finally change things and stop believing in the lies from the enemy? And instead, instead, step into the truth of God and believe in his truth. Because, I I mean, I, I don't know about you, but hiding in guilt and shame isn't it. <laughs> hiding in guilt and shame isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life because I'd rather live in freedom and grace forgiveness and joy. I'd rather live in the truth. I'd rather live the life that God has called me to live instead of the life the life that the enemy wants me to live. I'd rather live the life that influences culture rather than a life that's influenced by culture. Can we all stand together? Can you put on a, a pad or something like that? I've got a worship song that we're going to listen to right after, but just put on a pad for now. Let's bow our heads. We're going to close our eyes. You can bring down the stage lights. I'm going to pray. But before we do, tonight I want to give you guys an opportunity. Because it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are. 
whether you're a crew leader or not, whether you're a youth leader or not, tonight, this altar is open. It's the start of a new year, right? It's the start of a new era for everybody in here. And honestly, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself too. The altar is open. If you're here and and, and you want to start this year off right, I want you to come to the front. If you're here and you want to commit to God like never before, I want you to come to the front. If you're here and you've never actually committed your life to God, but you're saying, hey, you know what? I want to try this thing out. I want to try it out for real and in full swing. I want you up here because I'll tell you right now tonight, I'm going to be down here too at the altar on my knees because I'll tell you something, I'm ready to experience God in my life like never before. I'm ready to experience Jesus's love in my life like never before. I'm tired of believing in the lies of the enemy and I want to fully believe in the, lo- in the truth that Jesus says about me in my life. So we're gonna pray. And I don't want you to hesitate because Jesus wouldn't hesitate for you. When I'm done praying, I want you to get up here and I want you to get on your knees and we're gonna put on a song and we're gonna worship. And I want you guys to take time to pray to start this new year off right. So let's pray. God, thank you, Lord, that you're good. Jesus, thank you right now, Lord, that you are beginning to start changing hearts in this moment. God, I thank you that you're moving right now, Lord. God, it doesn't matter what's going on right now in our home lives. It doesn't matter what may be distracting us right now. All that matters right now is you. And Jesus, I just ask, Lord, that your spirit would come in here like never before. Lord, that your your truth would ring louder in our ears than the enemy's lies. God, I pray that whoever's here right now who needs to make a bold stand, who needs to come forward and literally just lay everything down at the altar, God. Whoever's here and ready to take the next step into this new era, into this new season, into this new year, God, that they would do it with full confidence. God, that they wouldn't hesitate because you never would. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.